To our listeners in 47 countries around the world, welcome to Stories of Change and Creativity. I'm Judy Oscom, a professor in the School of Journalism and Mass Communication at Texas State University. This podcast features interviews with people who inspire, educate, and motivate. On this episode, I was honored to talk with Todd Salzman. He's a decorated Air Force veteran now on a mission to help others gain a better understanding of depression and anxiety. If you or someone you love battles what Todd calls the three-headed dragon, please listen and check out his new book, Slaying Dragons, A Layman's Guide to Understanding Depression and Anxiety and Killing It. This is a powerful, important conversation. I spent 30 years in the United States Air Force, and uh, I did a myriad of jobs while I was there, and that was what was so nice about it. I started out as a clerk typist, believe it or not, uh, back before there was computers. So, you know, that's pretty interesting. I get to actually do that and say that. Uh, And then uh, I I got into the flying business and uh, did that for about 19 years. I was actually an in-flight air refueling operator. So I laid in the back of the airplane and other airplanes flew up behind us and uh, and we connected to them and, and offloaded fuel. That's pretty exciting stuff. And uh, I, I got to deploy quite a bit. I traveled around the world quite a bit as well. And then the last 10 years of my career, I was uh, I was in a senior leadership position and, and spent the great majority of my time working uh, to to keep up uh, the, the morale and welfare, if you will, of our of, of the airmen uh, wherever I was. Uh, I was. Uh, assigned at that point. And so I got to spend a lot of uh, time on the road uh, in the Pacific, uh, working with other countries, a lot of our allies and partner nations working with uh, leadership development and uh, some of the key issues of the day. So really a great career. Ended up in Colorado Springs at the Air Force Academy and just absolutely loved it. Worked with some great people there. And then it was time for me to move on. And now I'm a, I'm a contractor uh, teaching young men and women how to do uh, aerial refueling and all that, just like I did. So it's like I never left. So I'm loving it. I'm loving every minute of it. Well, that's great. And of course, I know you as a leader, a father, a husband, mm-hmm. a friend. And and I think uh, it's interesting that you've, you've now, this, this podcast focuses on change and creativity. Right. And you have had changes throughout your career and your life. And you've come out with a new book, and the book is called Slaying Dragons, A Layman's Guide to Understanding Depression and Anxiety and Killing It. Mm-hmm. What led you to write the book? Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. And, and what, I think what really happened was uh, the last 10 years uh, of my career, uh, being in the position that I was in, we spent a lot of time dealing with the, the depression and anxiety issues within the military and, and more notably suicide. Uh, and it was at that time that, that I started dealing with uh, some issues with depression uh, and anxiety. And it was so interesting to be going in to different classes or, or seminars and all that and, and hearing people talking about the problems with suicide and, and, and depression. And, and as a guy that was feeling it, and I, it, it was just so interesting. They just didn't get it. They, they could tell you, you know, how do we make sure, you know, people don't commit suicide, but they didn't understand what it felt to be depressed to be anxious, to, to live with that day in and day out. And they would always ask the question, you know, why would somebody, do, you know, uh, turn to this long-term uh, uh, solution to a, to a short-term problem? And, and I would ask, yeah, 
why would they do that? And they really don't know because they didn't feel it. And so that's what really spurred me on is I just wanted to get that message out and say, it, it doesn't matter who you are. It, it's, it's something that people deal with. And, and it's important that we understand what it is they're dealing with. I love how, because I read the book and uh, I have some friends who have gone through this and are going mm-hmm. through it. I love how you've used the dragon as the villain. Can you talk about why that was important to do? Yeah. Uh, it, well, one, it, it was really important for me because I, honestly, when you're writing a book about something like that, and and I have no clinical expertise or anything like that. So of course the question is, who am I to write this book? Uh, and so I felt like it was really important that I put, as you said, a villain against that to help people to understand that I'm just trying to put this in perspective. And so the three-headed dragon really became uh, important to me to help folks to to understand that one, you nobody wants this. Nobody wants depression or or anxiety. And and two, uh, sometimes they can't get away from it. They they can't get out of its its clutches. And and it's something they have to work on every single day uh, of their life of their life. Yeah. Well, and and someone meeting you, Todd, and commander and leader, would they have thought this? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I was really good at hiding it. Uh, and, and it was so, it was nice when I finally kind of came out with this, this book and, and, and told everybody what was going on. They, they had no idea. Uh, and, and, but be quite honest towards the end of my career, I started telling people and I, and I started talking about it and yeah, I just blew them out of the water because uh, I spent so much time trying to hide it because in the military, you just don't, you just don't come out and talk about that stuff and, and, and talk about that, uh, especially as, a, as an enlisted leader. I didn't feel like that was something I could do very well. Well, and the stigma around mental health. Yeah. What's, what's the challenge there with our country mm-hmm. uh, and our young people in that if people had diabetes, that would be one thing. They would treat the illness and the, right. and the symptoms. Why, why do we have such an issue? Do you think? Uh, I, that is something that, that, that troubles me. Uh, and I think of that often. Why, why do we have such a problem with that? And I, and I think one in the military and, and first responders and, and all that, anybody that's dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety uh, that, that goes along with a job. Uh, it's, it's one of those things that I don't think I think that people want to believe that, that, you know, people that are military or first responders and all that, they're, they're always moving forward. They, they, they can take care of anything that, that happens and, and they kind of want them to be able to take care of anything that happens. And so when you come out and you say, look, I'm really having a hard time with, with what I'm doing or, or the pace that I'm living or the things that I, that I have to do every day. Uh, and, and I need a break or, or I need some change or, or just somebody to talk to. I, I don't think people know how to deal with that. They're, they're like, they don't, I don't think they want to have to deal with that. I, I think they're like, I want somebody that's always ready to go and, and, and doesn't have any issues, uh, or maybe feel or like, you know, those people are at a, at a playing field that, that the average person isn't. And that's absolutely not true. We, everybody that's in the military or first responders, they're average people. They're, they're the, they're the, the, their society at large. And, and so uh, we, we have to start talking about that and being truthful about it. And it's just the way it is. It's, it's not a character flaw. It's just the way it is. Well, and, and I love the way you start with, I'm not a, I'm not a medical professional. I'm just a regular Joe. And then you tell the story. And I love the fact that the book has humor. I can see personality in there. I can see you weaving the story 
And it starts off with a character that you meet in the woods. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to give it away, but I think there's such a good story element there. What are you hoping people, people get from this book? Because it really is a good read in addition to an informative educational uh, story. Mm. Uh, It's a couple of things. I, I think for somebody that reads the book and, and doesn't deal with depression and anxiety, it gives them an idea of, of what it feels like that that's kind of what I was shooting for. Cause it really is a feeling to it, you know, just the, the, the inability to move forward uh, because of your past and then, and then, and not being able to see a future uh, and, and having people understand that that's painful. It, it's painful to feel that way. Uh, and, 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 and also that person, uh, those, those people are not just, they don't just succumb to it. They, they deal with it and they're there. They know that they're having these issues. They know that they shouldn't feel this way and yet they can't move forward. So I want people to understand that, you know, most people are not doing this on purpose. If that sounds kind of weird, but mm-hmm. they're not doing it mm-hmm. on purpose. And then on the other hand, I, I, I want folks that are dealing with it to realize I get it. A lot of people get it because a lot of people suffer for it. And and so that's why I talked a little bit about some of the things that I kind of did uh, to to help me overcome uh, it. And, and it was all dealing with the social, mental, spiritual and, and physical wellness uh, aspects of wellness that I just tried to do every day, just trying to keep an eye on it. Uh, so, you know, I, I could kind of move through the day and now I'm much better at it. And and. Uh, and I talk about it all the time with 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 people to help them realize this is a this is something that you have to do every day. Uh, it's not something that you just do or you take a pill or you see your therapist and you're done. Everything's good. No, it's it's an everyday deal. Uh, so there's a lot of different messages in there. And and uh, uh, I, I'm just hoping that it speaks to a lot of different people. And, and I wrote a very it's very short and very much in layman's terms because I think people get turned off by it because it becomes very clinical. One, I'm, I'm not able to, to speak clinically, but, but more importantly, I am to, able to speak to it, uh, exp- uh, experientially. Well, what, what I love is how you explain those four aspects of wellness mm-hmm. and you wrapped it around a concept. Can you talk about the, the Adamus effect? Yeah, that, uh, that was so interesting. It actually, I, the trail that I was walking on uh, in the book is a trail I walked on at the Air Force Academy quite a bit. And it was kind of a place that I always went. And I came up with it one day, uh, just completely by accident. And, and the whole idea behind it is, is when you put the four concepts together in, in, a, in a picture, if you will, if you put the, draw four circles uh, and, and it's in the book there, the four circles, when you put them all together and they're, they intertwine with the, the other, uh, the other three or so they form a diamond in the middle. And, and, and the issue with that is, 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 uh, it, it's, it's important to understand that you have to have those four. Uh, and, and if you can keep that in balance, then you'll always have that, the diamond and Adamus is a, is, is a Latin term that means unconquerable. And it's where the word diamond comes from. And so that just all kind of fell together. And, and, and it's, the importance is, is that, is that if you lose one aspect of your wellness, the, the, say the physical, for, for instance, well, once you take that aspect away and that, and that circle is removed from the picture, the diamond is gone. And, and that's important to know, uh, because you can, you can see it and you can understand that I'm not taking care of myself 
physically, whether through a good diet or, or sleeping or, or being physically fit or the social aspect. I've, I've lost my, I've lost my group or I'm not around a group of people that are, that are feeding me positively or, or anything. And when you, when you pull out of that, you know, uh, you, you lose that, well, then you lose the, uh, the ability to be unconquerable. So it's just a guide or a way that people can look at it and say, man, I'm, I'm starting to lose some uh, perspective here. Uh, because I've kind of removed myself, uh, you know, from, from the social aspect or spirituality, I lost my spirituality. And, and, uh, and another aspect of that too is, is that in some cases I can see where if you lose one, it'll, it'll drive, uh, drive a person to lose another aspect of wellness and then another, and then another. And I think that's kind of where you get, you get to the point where you become hopeless and, and, and people start to look at that, that final solution at that point, because they don't see anything else. Uh, and unfortunately it's because they're not maybe doing the things that they need to do uh, to, to help them get through those issues, those day-to-day issues. Could you share some of your personal strategies, like in order to, to hit the mark on those four areas, what, mm-hmm. what do you do personally to just uh, make sure that you hit all four of those every day? Do you have some strategies? I, I do. And, and uh, uh, so for me, uh, uh, being in the military for so long, physical fitness was a big deal. And so I try to do that all the time. And it just simply because of the great positive benefits uh, of, of being physically fit and, and engaging in physical activity. Uh, eating is another thing. Uh, uh, and sleep. Uh, sleep is another problem that we have in society right now. We have this. It's like we wear this badge that says I, I operate on less than X amount of hours a, a night which is terrible. Uh, and we shouldn't be doing that, but, but we can't seem to get over it. We, we have to continue to, to operate and uh, at the behest of our own, uh, sleep cycles. And, uh, then, but I also, uh, while I'm doing that, I look at, you know, who am I talking to during the day? Uh, and, and, and who are the people that, that I'm talking with that are feeding me that, that are actually providing me some kind of a positive, thought process. And, and really, quite frankly, I look at a lot of people that are not really feeding me what, you know, whatsoever. And am I getting involved in their life? And am I, am I getting involved in, in maybe some negative feelings that they're, they're feeling? Cause I think that's, I think that's big with, we're, we're so connected now. It's so easy for us to get bogged down in somebody else's problems. And, and we have to be really careful about that. And so I, I spend a lot of time kind of weeding through what I'm listening to during the day. Uh, the mental aspect of it is I, I get up at the, the crack of dawn as it was, you know, five o'clock every morning. And I, I, I meditate every morning. I think about where I'm going in that day. I think about the things that, you know, that I need to be aware of, uh, personally. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't have a gratitude journal that I write in. I think of it constantly. Uh, and, and I am very grateful. And I think, I don't think a lot of people spend time thinking about that anymore. Uh, so I have to be very aware of that. And then the last one is my, my spirituality, something that I've been working with my whole life uh, and and just being grounded in, in what I believe and, and, and the values that I have and where those values came with. And then uh, expressing those values every day through the way that I interact with people. And, and I mean, it's one thing to be a spiritual individual. It's another for people to see you as a spiritual individual. And, and I don't necessarily mean that in a religious context, uh, because I want people to, to look at spirituality in many, many different contexts, uh, because there's many out there. And, and all of this information is, it's interesting. I find it all on the internet. I do a lot of, of study on that. And, and, uh, uh, you know, people just, 
they don't spend any time trying to go out there and, and nail some things down in their life or, or some different ways to help themselves. And in this day and age, with the technological advances we have and all the information, I mean, ignorance is a choice and, and we need to stop that. We, we need to make the choice to learn and to grow and to be. Uh, so every day I'm, I'm kind of running through that. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so once you do it so much, d- does it become a chore or does it become something you really relish and look forward to? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that I, I look forward to. But interestingly, uh, I, I, I have to be honest. I mean, some days I, I can't get there and, and it really I really have some issues that I just can't seem to get past. And, and the while I look at that and, and I had some issues with it, I thought, you know, I'm just not taking care of this. You know, why, why can't I, you know, get through my, whatever this issue is that's bothering me. Some days I just have to be quiet and, and I just have to accept the fact that this is just the way it is today. And unfortunately, I, I, one is the, the person that's dealing with it. I don't think we think we're allowed to, but then society doesn't really allow for people to go just, I'm just having a day. I'm just having a bad day today. And I just need to kind of chill out and and be by myself and kind of put things back into perspective and all that. And unfortunately, you know, our work cycles, our school cycles and all that are not really designed for that. You know, we're not really allowed to just kind of have a day. And, uh, you know, imagine, imagine if you will, a day you came in and you go, you know what, I'm just not feeling it. And, and I, and I can't operate at the level that I want to today uh, because I'm dealing with, with depression or anxiety or whatever. And I, and, and I need to work on me today. So it's a challenge. It is absolutely a challenge. Some days are awesome. I don't even have to think about it. I'm just, I'm on autopilot. Other days, right. it's a chore. Yeah. Right. And giving ourselves a little grace to to just be and just be yeah. in the world. What What did someone say to you that helped you kind of um, realize that you weren't in it alone? You felt like they listened and they got you. Yeah. <laughs> it. it I, I. I was having a a day and uh, I was not in a good mood. And I was, and, and I mean that as in, I, I was really having a bad day and I had a, a, a peer uh, come by my office and he was a really, really funny guy. I mean, really, he and I really got along very well together, but, but he, he came in and he kind of peeked around the corner and looked in and, uh, and, and said, you know, Hey, what are you doing? And I looked up from whatever it was I was looking at. And he just looked at me and walked into my office and closed the door. And he said, what is wrong with you, dude? And, and so that was a face. It it was something Mm -hmm. that I was not, I was portraying something that was not normal and, and, and the way that I was presenting myself. And, and so I started talking to him and what was going on, you know, in my life and how I thought and where I felt. And it was funny because he kept count of, of the term. I'm tired. I kept saying, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. And finally he stopped me and he said, Todd, you've said, I'm tired. 22 times in the last, what's the matter? What do you need? What, what do we need to do? Kind of had my moment there at that point and, and really decided it was time to start going, you know, go over to mental health. Those two, those two verboten words, you know, that, that you just weren't going to say you needed to do. And, and, and I did, and I, and I went uh, because I thought, you know, here's a guy that knows me pretty good. And he saw what was going on in my life. What, what was I portraying to people that don't know me that very that well if mm-hmm. they were to see that face and and so for me it was like I was going to be portraying an image that wasn't wasn't me uh, at that point and I couldn't have that 
I, I, I needed for them to be able to see me as somebody that was taking care of business and more importantly, taking care of themselves. But because that's what I really was, was trying to get them to do, trying to get these young men and women to do in the military was take care of themselves. And I wasn't. And that was huge uh, that he saw it and he acted on it, he acted on it immediately when he saw it. That's a big message. Uh, we don't I don't know if we have enough people that stop and go, wait, what's going on? And I, I don't or think how do. can I help you or right. what can I do? Right. Right. Absolutely. I think I think we're quick to say, well, you shouldn't feel this way because you're you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, honestly, I did have people that did. I mean, I, man, I, I had a great career uh, and, and I did a lot of things. I'm married to a wonderful woman. Thirty two years this year. I got two great kids. I was all over the world. I was sitting at the, you know, the lofty heights of the United States Air Force. And some days I couldn't get out of bed. Some days I couldn't see people. I couldn't talk to people. I couldn't rationalize what I was feeling. I was not good enough. I, I was doing it wrong. I wasn't. It was that's hard. And and that's all. That's a bad place to be uh, when you're trying to get people to to do the right things for themselves and take care of themselves. And I wasn't. I, I wasn't. Uh, and so but what a pivot for you to yeah. have the courage to get out in front of this in mm -hmm. such a public way, writing a book, yeah. hitting the media to communicate the message. I think that's monumental. And I think you, you even in your book at the end, you have a worksheet of sorts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so that someone reading it can kind of regroup and see how am I doing in my four aspects? So you're giving mm -hmm. them some feedback on that as well. Right. So what, what are you hoping now? What, what's next for you on this journey? Yeah. I, yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I love being around the young men and women in the military. Still. Uh, I love being a, a mentor to them if, if I can. And if they, if they're looking for it and, and I would just like to be able to, to have people read that book and maybe have the same kind of thought process I did is that I I'm, I'm dealing with these issues and, and, and as you said, the little worksheet is to is to fill that out and go. You know what? I I have no social wellness. Uh, I'm I'm not being taking care of myself, or my I, my spirituality is in question. I I don't do anything to figure out where I'm at, or or I don't believe where I'm at is the right place or anything. But to really look at that and go, I need to fix that, because you do. You you need to fix that. You every every person that's you know put on this big blue marble has a purpose, and and I think that's one of the the things that I've really come to realize is I meet all these people around the world. I visited every single continent uh, to include Antarctica. And I've met all these people that are on this earth for a reason. And they don't think so because we put no premium on everybody's life. And, and so, and then, and then when somebody takes their life, everybody's amazed that that happened. Well, why weren't you amazed when they were standing in front of you? Why weren't you amazed by all the things that they do every day? So I want people to I, I want to be able to tell people that and, and say, you you matter. You really need to stop what you're doing and, and go in another direction because you're not fulfilling why you're here when you're in this position. When the dragons got you, you can't do what you were put on this on this earth to do. And uh, however you want to look at that, you know, whether that's, uh, you know, as, as the devil or, or whatever, I, it doesn't matter to me. It, what matters is you're not doing what you need to be doing because that's why you're here. I, I truly well, believe. Well, and Slaying Dragons, A Layman's Guide to Understanding Depression and Anxiety and Killing It. 
Where can people get the book? It's on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, it's on Amazon. You can go to, to lulu.com. Uh, where I published the book through, and you can download it uh, uh, as a, or you can order it as a book. You can download it as a, as an ebook as well. Uh, those are two great places to go. And uh, as, as I'm navigating through the publishing world and all that, I, I think it's, it's on its way to start going out to Kindle as well. So, but I don't think it's got there yet, but those are the two yeah. main places right now. Great. Great. I just yeah. want to thank you for sharing your story and your history because I know it's going to help people and I think it will save lives moving forward because I think it's important information. Todd, thank you for joining me today on Change and Creativity. You are most welcome. Thank you. I want to thank Todd Salzman for sharing his personal challenge with us in hopes of helping others slay their own dragon. You can find Todd's book at lulu.com. Remember, check out the show notes for more information about today's guest. If you have a story to tell or know someone who does, reach out to me at judyoscom.com.